0: Episode 28. Welcome to the podcast, Life of Awesome. My name is Saul Blinkoff. I'm a husband, father of four, and director producer who works for some of the top studios in Hollywood, including Disney, DreamWorks, and Netflix. My goal? Simple. I want to live the best life I possibly can. And I want the same for you. I travel the world talking about life. And if there's one thing I've learned, every single person on the planet wants the exact same thing. We don't want a life of good, we don't want a life of great. We want a life of awesome. I really want to thank you for being here today listening. I realize there are so many podcasts out there, and I really appreciate you giving me the most valuable thing that you have, your time. If you like the podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a rating, a review, and of course, share it with your family and friends. That said, let's get into it. So excited today because we are starting a new year. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you are returning listener, thanks for coming back. Hoping to bring a lot of new great topics and new guests for this coming year. So let's jump right in. Uh, For a moment, I want you to think back to when you were a kid. You know, a lot of you know who've been listening Often when I start these podcasts, I, I try and reflect on the, the messages that I want to share. And I always just seem to go back to my childhood. So I want you to think back to when you were a kid and you would do like, uh, you know, a, a crayon drawing or a piece of artwork. And if you had supportive parents, they would go crazy over your artwork. They'd put it in the greatest gallery your art could ever be in, the refrigerator. I mean, when you went to the bathroom in the potty, they probably gave you a party. I know I did for my kids, their first time, right? We always looked for that accomplishment to get some kind of a reward. And as we got older, we achieved the same gratification by doing well on tests in school or, or doing well in sports, right? You hit a home run and boom, your dad picks you up on his shoulders. You're king of the world. The king of the world! <laughs> I mean, what could be better than that? Well, as we got older, it wasn't our parents' approval that we craved. It was our peers, because we wanted social acceptance, right? We would do almost anything to fit in. It's like that scene in Mean Girls where Lindsay Lohan gets the approval from the popular girls, the plastics. Okay, we should just know that we don't do this a lot, so this is like a really huge deal. We want to invite you to have lunch with us every day for the rest of the week. Oh, it's okay. Coolness, so we'll see you tomorrow. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. And when we are motivated by gaining others' approval, especially when we're young, when we're teenagers, when we're in college, we will sometimes find ourselves making poor choices or doing something that we know isn't really good for us. If all we're after is the approval of others, then sometimes we'll do anything to get that, even if it's the wrong thing. But what about now? Now that we're adults, right? You're in the workplace We love positive feedback, don't we? We love those moments at work when our bosses or our coworkers are aware of the extra time we stayed at the office. I actually remember when I was starting as a director for the Walt Disney Studios, I would drive to work just a little bit early, and I would leave just a little bit later, a little bit after everyone else. And I still remember one of my bosses remarking once at the elevator, hey, Saul, I see that your car was there before everyone and always the last to leave. I always felt good that she knew that, that she gave me that... Validation. She gave me that credit. It felt good. And, you know, no matter where you're listening to this episode, whatever country you're in, you know, thank God we have listeners all over the world. It's really exciting. So thank you wherever you're listening. But you should know that no matter where we are from, we're all really exactly the same in one regard. We all want our lives to matter. We all want to look back at the end of our day and know that we had a good day, that that we contributed to the world. We want to know that we had a, a good year. We want to know that we had good lives. And the way that we get that feeling often is when we get the recognition from others. Other people have the power, or should I say, we give them the power to make us feel good about ourselves and what we've accomplished. That's usually the barometer of how we rate ourselves, because it feels good to be appreciated. Even more, it feels good to be honored. We long for that verbal pat on the back from people in almost every aspect of our lives, but we need to be careful. Because there can be a difference between wanting positive affirmation that we did a good job compared to, I feel insecure and I doubt myself if I don't get the credit I deserve. Years ago, when I started working for the Walt Disney Company, I was on an internship. Uh, It was an animation internship and it was a couple of months and there were 15 students from around the world. We were all fresh out of art school. And we had an assignment that would take one week to do an animation test where we took existing drawings from the movie Rescuers Down Under, which had been released in theaters a couple years earlier. And we had to do this run cycle where Cody, the boy, is running in the forest. And they gave us like eight drawings, and we had to do all the in-between drawings. So if someone's running, you have one leg that's up, we have to do the drawing that's with a foot down. So we had to do about 10 drawings. And each drawing was very difficult. Each drawing took about four to five hours of drawing. And we had lots of other assignments that week. We only had one week to accomplish all of that. And I still remember when we got handed the assignment, and it was due Friday. The guy at Disney running the internship says to all of the interns, by the way, your assignment is to do 10 drawings. But if you don't get to them all, that's okay. But try to do as many as you can. And when the guy at Disney tells you try to do as many as you can, it means... Do them all. You know, I'm from the mindset, always exceed expectations. If they're expecting you maybe to finish them all, you finish them all. Remember, the internship is an opportunity where we as interns do the work. Disney will judge that work. They will grade that work, so to speak. And based on that work, they will decide if they want to hire us or not, if they want to give us our careers or not. And in order to do one of these drawings, look, I was just starting in animation. I didn't have a lot of experience in animation at all. As a matter of fact, I never animated anything until I got to Disney. They just wanted me to be able to draw well. Animation, they taught me. I mean, just to draw the boots on this kid, I will never forget it. They were like these big, chunky Timberland boots with those little metal rivet, like buckle and laces. And it was hard. And to draw it accurately was hard. And it took about four hours of drawing. So that was about 40 hours of work. Me and the rest of the interns get to work, and we're working all throughout the week. And finally, Thursday comes, and these drawings are due the next day. And I will never forget, it was around like dinner time, and all the interns had left. And I remember asking one of the interns as he was walking out, did you finish all the drawings? Like, how is it that I still have like two more or three more, and you guys are all leaving? And one guy looked at me, he's like, no, we're we're not going to, we didn't finish them all. They said you don't have to do them all and the guy left. Well, I stayed up that night along with actually one other intern, this incredible artist from Canada. His name was David Zack, amazing disciplined animator. And the two of us spent the entire night drawing every last drawing. I think we finished at like, I don't know, 6 a.m. Both of us slept for maybe an hour under our animation desks that night. The next morning, everyone comes in and we bring them into the big room where the head of Disney is going to come in and look at our work. And out of all the interns, there were only two interns that actually completed all the drawings, me and Dave Zach. And we were all told to take our drawings, stack them together and put them in a pile on this long table. And the head of our internship walks to each stack and starts just looking through each stack quickly. And he's just looking at the top drawing or two and just gives a couple of comments, like a critique. But he never counted them all. I mean, I wanted him to be impressed that, wow, Blinkoff and Zach, these guys did all of them. That's amazing. I wanted a party. Not only did I not get the party, he didn't even know that we did all all the drawings in the stack. He just looked at a couple on the top and gave a couple notes. We had handed all our drawings in. After that critique, I remember walking back to my desk feeling like what an idiot I was. I wasted so much time. Why didn't I go out and party with my friends? Why didn't I go sleep in my bed? Why did I have to sleep under my desk? What did I do all that for? I mean, he didn't even notice. A month later, we find out we're going to be the first interns to work on a movie. We were going to work on the film Pocahontas. And- This is, uh, this is what we say BF. This is before Frozen. It's amazing how many kids today don't even know about the movie Pocahontas, but old school guys. And they're going to cast each of us onto different characters to work on. Because when you're animating on a Disney movie, you basically spend the years drawing one character. Each person works on one specific character. And for each character, you may have five to 15 different animators drawing that character throughout the movie. And they put a piece of paper up on a wall, a list of which interns are going to be working on which characters. Now, of course, when the movie is called Pocahontas, everybody wants to draw the main character. And I remember going to this list to see what character I got. And I look on the bottom and it says, like, you know, miscellaneous characters. These people are going to work. And then there's this character who's going to work on John Smith. And this one's going to work on Radcliffe, the villain. And this one's going to work on Thomas, this other character. At the very top, it says Pocahontas. And there's two names, Saul Blinkoff and Dave Zack. Now, look, I don't know if they gave us the title character to work on because we were the two that did all those drawings. But what I can tell you is the same effort that Dave and I put into those drawings, we put into every project, every drawing Every moment we were on that internship, we always gave 100%. And at the end of the day, I learned a great lesson from this. What did I learn? Well, I learned often the reward for doing the right thing is just doing the right thing. We shouldn't be looking for outside credit to validate the work we're doing. It wasn't a waste of time, even if we never got the recognition. I grew as an artist. My discipline grew. My work ethic grew. You see, the recognition that we want in life doesn't often come when we think we deserve it. But it also doesn't mean it won't come. And the stakes of looking for credit or honor from other people is that we're basically putting our own self worth in the hands of others. Well, that's dangerous. Because when I walked away from my desk that day, I felt down about myself when really I should have felt great about myself. I did the job. I could put my head on the pillow and know that I gave a hundred percent. See, that's the recipe for a happy life, is to know that you did the right thing, irrespective of what credit you get from other people. An unhappy life? Only appreciate what you've accomplished if others give you credit. You know, if if you're always looking for recognition for everything you do, you think you'll ever feel fulfilled? Let me give you the answer. No, never. The ego's craving for honor, it can never be satisfied. Look, the truth is if we work to create a false sense of self-esteem, even if we seemingly are impressing others, we will be left with an emptiness. It's, it's a lack of meaning or real accomplishment. Sometimes the credit we get for things that we've done is so overblown from what we've actually done. And deep down, we won't even feel good about what we accomplished because we know it doesn't really deserve the credit that we got. But we need to spend our time trying to do the right thing. It's like that line in the uh, 80s movie, The Breakfast Club. The teacher says to the troubled teenager, you want to spend a little more time trying to do something with yourself and a little less time trying to impress people. You might be better off. And of course, you know, many times you will see people who are claiming credit for things that they didn't even do. One of my favorite Simpsons episodes has uh, Homer Simpson created this drink called the Flaming Homer. You mix this, you mix that, you pour that in, and then you light it on fire. And you drink it, it's amazing. And he goes into Moe's bar and creates it for Moe. All of a sudden, business blows up. Somebody walks in and goes, hey, what's that drink called? Homer tries to take credit for his invention. But Moe steps in and claims it as his own. It's called the flaming Mo. That's right, the flaming Mo. My name is Mo, and I invented it. That's why it's called the flaming Mo. What? What are you looking at, Homer? It's a flaming Mo. I'm Mo. We need to be careful not to run after honor or praise. There was a famous sage that lived in the 1800s, Yisrael Salanter. And he said, running after honor or praise is one of the factors that can drive a person out of this world. We leave reality. He probably never could have imagined the extent that a person could even receive recognition in today's social media outlets, right? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. Every time we get another follow or a like, or maybe we've hit the jackpot and someone commented on something we posted. Oh, we posted a sunset. We posted a video of our kids recital, dancing. If somebody likes it, it feels good. We start to feel great about ourselves. But what if you post that picture or that video, and you don't get any likes. Does that make the the sunset less beautiful? Does it make the experience of watching your daughter dance less meaningful for you? We need to be careful. Simply said, don't look for honor from others. Find it in yourself. It doesn't come from looking good. It comes from being good and taking pleasure that knowing you're doing the right thing. In all honesty, it's been hard for me personally posting stuff on social media of any of my professional accomplishments, whether it's something for work, there's a TV show I'm producing, or if I'm traveling, speaking to big audiences. But it was told to me, it was suggested to me that if you post that stuff, you'll get more work. And there is, there really is a good side to social media, helping us get more work, helping us connect with people, helping other people know what we're up to. But we have to be careful. We have to make an effort not to allow all the likes and the comments to affect how we feel about ourselves. Look, it feels good to be appreciated and supported, but we must make sure we stay grounded. And there's tools to make sure that we're not losing ourselves. Look, think about it like this. When you do accomplish something, anything, ask yourself a question. Do I secretly wish someone else was watching me right now? Do I wish other people knew about that right now? Make a list of all the ways you feel good about yourself that other people make you feel. And then see if you can achieve that same feeling yourself. It's called self-respect. We have the power to give ourselves that feeling. We don't have the power to make other people give us that feeling. So our feelings should never be dependent on other people. This is what it means when they tell you we need to grow up. We can't be adults that are living for mommy and daddy to put our artwork on the refrigerator. We can't be adults that are living like teenagers that just want their friends to like their new outfit. We need to like it for ourselves. That's what it means to grow up. And do you know how many people walk the earth and know that? So few people. That's why so many people are putting all their energy into getting that feeling of accomplishment from other people when all we need to do is get it from ourselves. And it's so much easier to get it from ourselves. You know, good deeds should be done with intention, not for attention. Many of you know I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and there's just a great moment in an episode where George is in a pizza place, and he wants to give a tip to the guy that made the pizza. And when George puts the money in the tip jar, the guy turns around, doesn't see him put the money in, and George feels like it was a waste of his time. I go to drop a buck in the tip jar. And just as I'm about to drop it in, he looks the other way. So then as I'm leaving, he gives me a look like, thanks for nothing. Mm -hmm. You got no credit. Exactly. It's like I'm throwing a buck away. I mean, if they don't notice it, what's the point? So you don't make a habit of giving to the blind? (laughs) Not bills. You know why he should give the tip money? Because he wants to better them, not because he wants the credit. I mean, I can tell you just, you know, for my own personal life... In our family, sometimes, you know, my wife and I often make dinner together and it's like a big mess in the kitchen. Like we destroy the kitchen, we serve the food and if my wife's going to go take a shower or she's going to go tuck one of the kids in, sometimes I'll try to surprise her and I'll clean the whole kitchen and then she'll come out and I'll be like, oh honey, you know what I did? I cleaned the entire kitchen. And she says, why do you have to throw the word entire in front of the word kitchen? Why can't you say clean the kitchen? Because I had that word entire because I wanted to know it was everything. It was, ev- I want more credit. And by the way, I could have cleaned the kitchen, walked out. She would have walked in the kitchen. I didn't have to say anything, but it feels good that I can say, hey, honey, look what I did, right? We always want that attention from our spouses, from everyone in our lives. But the truth is, when you do an act of kindness, don't run and tell everybody about it. You know who knows about it? You and God. And sometimes, well, that's enough. One of my favorite movies in the 90s, Few Good Men, starring Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, directed by Rob Reiner. And there's this, if you haven't seen the movie, check out that movie. It's awesome. But there's a moment in that movie where there's this Marine who did the right thing and was stripped of his honor. His name is Harold. And he's walking out of this courtroom feeling bad about himself. And Tom Cruise plays this character, Daniel Caffey, who stops him before he can walk out of the courtroom. You don't need to wear a patch in your arm to have honor. You know what he's telling him? You don't need the badge to have honor. Look in the mirror and know that you did the right thing. The badge doesn't matter. And by the way, as a parent, for any of you parents listening, you know what's really smart? It's really smart to not always praise your kids for their accomplishments believe it or not, don't always praise them for every single thing they do. Rather, teach them how to find their own sense of accomplishment from what they've achieved. Boom. You know, after they have accomplished a good grade on a test or a great play in some sports or whatever they've done, Before you tell them how proud you are of them, ask them, how do you feel about it? Give them a space to verbalize their own sense of what they have achieved. I'm telling you, you give your kids that, and you are parent of the year. You have just set them up for a life where they will always have self-respect and confidence in who they are. They will be much happier people. And not only do we want to teach our kids that, but we got to live that too. And one of the great ways to not, not search for honor and respect and credit for what we do is to start honoring other people. Here's a great tool. You know, the next time a person other than you experiences any level of pleasure, right? Someone gets a job, one of your friends finds their true love, they buy a bigger house, even bigger than yours, be happy for them. Actually practice celebrating, even in your own mind, the joy of others. Because the more you do this, whether you actually feel happy for another person or not, you'll start to show more honor to others and you won't be searching for it yourself so much. Make honoring others a habit. A famous sage, Ben Zoma, once said, Who is worthy of honor? The one who treats others with honor. Boom. It's been said, let the honor of your friend be as dear to you as your own. Imagine if we really wanted the success for other people as much as we wanted it for ourselves. You know, living in Hollywood and working in films, I've met many famous people. You name it, I've probably met them. And one time I was at some dinner party and somebody says, oh, I just met whoever, this famous person. And the second they said that, I go, oh my gosh, I met them too. And then I thought later, wait, why did I say that? Why did they need to know at that moment that I also met that famous person? Why did I have to take away their special feeling and instantly make it about me? Okay, it's nice sometimes to connect over a shared experience. I get that. But there's nothing wrong with just letting the other person have the spotlight. That will actually feel really good. And honoring another person is it's a it's a mindset and it's an action. It's it's an awareness. So how do you honor another person? Well, be a great listener. Next time you're in a conversation, see how long you go without mentioning your own accomplishments or even talking about yourself at all. You know, it's the same in leadership. Don't don't take a leadership position because you want the limelight. Take it because you feel responsible to make a difference. If someone's already in that position doing that job, be okay with it. Be okay with sitting on the sideline or ask if there's any way you can help. You don't have to be the leader. Inspirational quote of the week. The quote comes from U.S. President Harry Truman, quote, it's incredible what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. When we humble ourselves and aren't always searching for that credit, for that recognition, it's amazing how we can direct our energy into real accomplishments because true self-respect comes from being real with yourself, being real. Embracing your own unique purpose. Knowing you are trying to grow as a human being. Working on your character traits. Being more honest. Having more humility. Integrity. Doing the right thing because it's right. Working hard at your job because you get a genuine sense of accomplishment. If you do that, you will feel less insecure about yourself. You will find self-respect. You will find self-love. You won't need to look to the outside world to honor you. Because you will know deep in your heart how awesome you already are thank you so much for being here today listening i really appreciate you spending your time with me please again subscribe like us rate us review us share us with your family and friends and i truly hope that each and every one of you has an incredible life and not just a life that's good and not just a life that's great but that each and every one of you has a life of awesome Have you designed any buildings in New York? Have you seen the uh, new addition to the Guggenheim? You did that? Yep, yep. It didn't take very long either. (laughs)